Hey listeners, Movie Miss here with a big announcement. You may have noticed recently that seasons one and two are no longer showing up in the main feed. Well, that is because we've moved them over to our brand new Patreon at patreon.com slash let's talk turkeys, all one word. But don't fear, you will still continue to get new season three content right here on the main feed. But if you want to go back and listen to any of the amazing episodes that you might have missed with my former co-host, Miss Nikki Flicks, including our Fifty Shades of Grey and hilarious Showgirls episodes, you'll find them all over at Patreon, along with the entire back catalog of episodes, seasons one and two, over 100 hours of content. And as a perk of subscribing to the Patreon, we will have new content monthly with Drive-In Dave, special guests, and myself, including commentaries for a couple of Christmas movies coming up here, including Jaws the Revenge. And before you say anything, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then I contend so is Jaws the Revenge. Head on over to the Patreon and you'll be able to check that out in December. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash let's talk turkeys. Subscribe now for a very low monthly rate and get unlimited access to our entire show's back catalog, as well as all the exclusive content that will be coming in the near future just for Patreon members. Thank you all for your continued support. We really appreciate you. Baby, you are gonna go broke showing turkeys like these. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Let's Talk Turkeys. I'm your host, Movie Miss, and we have an announcement here at the top of this episode. We have returning guest who is gonna be transforming from guest into full time co host of the show. It is Dave. You might know him from Godzilla, The Unnameable, and then most recently, our Pumpkinhead episode. So, this is officially drive in dave welcome to the show sir yay uh i feel so (laughs) privileged uh now that i'm officially a transformer that is awesome i've always wanted to be grimlock so making dreams come true that's what we do here at the show (laughs) so as your first official co-host duty i have brought to you and i did use the word duty on purpose (laughs) oh no this is a craptastic film we are covering today Thanks Killing. Yes, folks, you heard me right. Thanks Killing about a killer turkey. <laughs> and and remember, it's Thanks Killing, all one word, capital K. Because right. you, yes, because you know that you can't spell it the proper way because that would just make it seem like a good movie. And in honor of Thanksgiving, um, you'll notice also that we did re-release our back-to-back two-episode Showgirls coverage, and that has just become the annual Thanksgiving week, arguably the greatest turkey of all time film. So we're going to be following it up the following week with this episode. Like we said, it's about a turkey. How could we not cover this movie, right? It's As far as I know, this is the only Thanksgiving-themed horror movie that actually exists. So this is brilliant. <laughs> so right off the top, I'm going to give everybody content warning and a fun game. So even though this is a B-movie with a puppet and is absolutely ridiculous, I am going to give you 
two points of content warning during the conversation where there is possible bestiality mentioned and bestiality. <laughs> so if those are an issue for you, you might not want to listen. Oh, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also drinking game. This movie is a merciful 70 minutes long, if that. It went by really quick, surprisingly. For I mean, you expected it to drag on and basically suck the soul from your body. <laughs> yeah, it was only about an hour. But if you actually follow this drinking game, you might pass out if you're doing shots. So uh, you want to take a drink or do a shot every time the turkey curses. So we're going to keep oh. track of that for you. That's a fun game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'm looking back on it now and I'm thinking like five minutes into the movie, and I'm probably going to be drunk <laughs> off my butt. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. All right. So let's uh, carve this turkey, shall we? 2007, 2008, uh, depending on when you want to say it was released officially, this B movie has a Rotten Tomato critic score of zero because <laughs> it hasn't been officially reviewed by critics. Uh, and then a 42% audience. That makes perfect sense. It was screened at the, debuted, pardon me, at the Sacramento Horror Fest in 2008 and then went straight to DVD about a year later. So that's probably why the critics weren't saying anything about it. Uh, it <laughs> only $3,500 was the budget from what I saw. Yeah, I did some research on it. And because uh, what I saw was that they released it on Amazon before because they couldn't find a distributor. And so they just released it themselves on Amazon. And as far as the Smart. budget, the budget goes, I did see that the special effects was only like a few hundred dollars. That which tracks. When, yeah, I was, was going to say, when you watch the movie, you're actually kind of thinking like, so what do they do with the rest of the $50? <laughs> Yes, not a big budget. Uh, but what do you want for something, you know, totally independent? Directed by Jordan Downey, who was the big brain behind this project. And he is also the voice of the turkey, which they named Turkey, i.e. <laughs> I, I wrote that down because I thought that was going to come up as a very important moment that they could not think of a better name than Turkey. So obvious though, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, so written by a slew of people, including the director, creator, Jordan Downey himself, Brad Schultz, and Kevin Stewart, among others. And the top billed cast, I love this, their number one get, quote unquote, was I'm guessing she's in porn or something. Yes, uh, I looked her up because the name alone made me think, okay, who is this? And I, yes, she is an adult film actress. Uh, I will try to be politically correct here. Yeah, yeah, tomato, tomato. She's in a uh, movie with a puppet, so. Yeah, so she's a porn actress. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Wanda Lust, and she is billed as the Naked Pilgrim. And the rest of the top build cast is Natasha Cordova, Lindsay Anderson, Lance Predmore, Aaron Ringzer Carlson, and Ryan Francis. And we get to everybody else as we go. Not a big cast, though. No, no. I, I don't blame them for not being a big cast. Right. So apparently the box art says, warning, boobs in the first second. <laughs> and this is Miss Wanda Lust as the Naked Pilgrim. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. They're not messing around. I mean, Thanksgiving, you think of a breast and you got breasts. So a couple of them. And then it says gobble, gobble, motherfucker. That's the tagline. <laughs> Which is great because when I did the research on this, they said before they even wrote the plot for the movie, that was the thing they first came up with. So, you know, like at that point, they're like, we've got a movie. <laughs> 
makes sense. Because I've done that myself. I've come up with some funny line. I'm like, I should write that. Of course, I, you know, come to my senses and I don't do it. Unlike these guys. <laughs> well, see, if you did, then we'd have a movie on here to watch. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it looks like they filmed it on their dad's old video camera from the late 80s. It's crazy. The cinematography was horrible. Agreed. Okay, so here we go. IMDb plot. A homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. Brief and to the point. <laughs> the same. Yes. Yes. Very to the point. <laughs> All right. I am aware this is a cheesy, tongue-in-cheek, so they think they're funny, supposed to be funny, bad B movie. Well, actually, one of the reviews, when I was doing the research, one of the reviewers put a tagline for his review saying, this was a bad movie that parody bad movies. And after I after I read yes. that, I thought that is probably the best description for this movie. It is on point. You are correct. However, it is not going to stop me from dissecting it like I would any movie. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, no matter how you look at it, crap is still crap. So our movie opens with words on the screen. The year is 1621, the olden days, moments after the very first Thanksgiving. <laughs> Then we get opening shot titties. They're not lying. No, you just, and like, like if I remember, it was like a close up, like you just like, boom, there's some tits. Yes. In case you wanted to know what braille nipples look like, <laughs> they're right in your face. So then we see that they belong to a woman in a very bad party city knockoff pilgrim outfit. <laughs> tell me, tell me you thought that, right? She's fully clothed, I but the titties are out. I, I, I did. I, well, the first thing I thought of was just like, okay, so apparently pilgrims were just walking around topless back then. So then she runs through the woods, but she gets caught by a turkey with an axe who simply says, nice tits, bitch. <laughs> and then proceeds to axe murder her off screen. Oh. <laughs> uh. What's great about that scene is that that lets you know right in the beginning that you're like, oh, this is going to be crap and you're going to laugh your ass off. And if you're keeping track, that is shot number one. Take a shot. We're like one minute into the film. So then we immediately get big, bold, red font title card. Boom. Thanks, killing. And credits roll over some Casio keyboard music. <laughs> also from the late 80s, it sounded like. It's yeah, because they, they blew the budget on like the amazing special effects. So everything else had to obviously suffer. So then we cut to now a college campus, uh, assuming present day in the fall. And I it, they had to have filmed this somewhere warm. I couldn't find any information on the filming location, but they're I, all wearing tank tops. I believe it was filmed in Ohio. Interesting. I, I think that's what I saw on on IMDb was I saw something about Ohio. Well, I knew it was somewhere warm because they're all in basically tank tops and shorts. And I was like, what the hell? It's supposed to be Thanksgiving. No, it's not even Thanksgiving here now. And I'm like, I can't go outside in shorts. So so here is where we meet Billy. Emphasis on the silent hill in his name, because you know, he's supposed to be a hill, Billy. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, not only is he a walking, talking stereotype, he's got the camo hat, the mullet the sleeveless shirt that he clearly has torn the sleeves off of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in a drunken rage. He's got that beer belly. And I love that he rips off the wife beater he's got on. Oh, yeah. That was the second pair of tits we saw in the movie. Yes. And he does it because he's so excited. It's Thanksgiving break. It's You know it's because he wants to go home and just have his fat ass some Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me that turkey. Give me that beer. <laughs> 
he tells his buddy that he's trying to get Allie to show him her tits. Because this friend is like, what are you doing ripping your shirt off? Cut to two girls with an earshot. And Allie, the brunette, lifts her shirt up and says, woo, spring break, guys. Let's get wasted. I'm like, what? What? Spring break? What? I love how they don't even wait to introduce the typical stereotype horror teenagers. You've got the dumb girl and you've got the dumb hillbilly kid. Oh. Yes. So then, of course, her friend uh, with the lighter brown hair standing next to her, we still don't know her name. She corrects her and says, put your shirt down. It's Thanksgiving break. Calm down. <laughs> like, thank you. So then it appears by the next shot that this alley girl and Billy's friend Johnny, who's supposed to be your typical football hunk, are kind of a couple because of the way they're walking and touching each other. We find out later they're not actually a couple, but in this moment I was like, oh, okay, we've got the the popular couple, we got the hillbilly. It's all shaping up to be, you know, this B-movie tropey cast. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just kind of building up for the typical like 80s horror kind of thing. So the four of them walk off and then they get joined a, a nerdy looking kid who appears to be Billy's friend, the hillbilly. So this nerdy kid comes running up. He's all, hey, wait for me, wait for me. And Billy looks at his, you know, football friend, Johnny. And he's like, the kid's weird, but you get used to it. Don't worry. So clearly this kid is Billy's friend and his uh, Billy's other friends don't know him. That closet friend, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, to be honest, when he first showed up, he looked like a teacher, but then they all looked like they were in their like mid thirties to me. So. I thought that too. I was like, they look a little, little old. Yeah. I was like, did you guys get held back a couple of years? I mean, you know, Billy, I can understand, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then the three guys, the girls walk off and these three guys stand here and have a brief conversation about how Johnny used to be the quarterback for the team there, but he broke his leg last year. And we get a weird close-up <laughs> on this nerdy kid, Darren, as he goes and like wipes his mouth with his hand, like wipes the spit. What, what exactly is this? I have no idea what the, I just, that just took me out of the movie for a second. I was like, what is going on here? It's so weird. I thought it was just like an editing error. Like, like that actor actually did it and they're just like, fuck that, we're leaving it in. <laughs> I'm like, what led to that decision process? Because this movie, you only have an hour, but you're choosing to include this shot. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what if that was the best shot, what did you leave out? So I think that they were either trying to A, pad the runtime, or B, they genuinely thought this was funny. Um, I'm not sure. I, I Once you get later into the movie, I think looking back on it, yeah, they genuinely thought this was probably funny. Okay. So before leaving now, Johnny has Darren the nerd touch his bicep, which he calls a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> after he tosses a football to Billy seven feet away. <laughs> Great job there. <laughs> that's a cannon of an arm. It's right? a shame he's not still on the team. Well, he broke that leg that's miraculously perfect now a year later. <laughs> So now all five of these kids hop into Johnny's Jeep and drive off. And I'm like, was this Darren kid even invited? Because he just jumps on the back at the last second and nobody else knows him but Billy. It just seemed so weird. It, it, it was There was a lot of stuff that was weird about all those scenes. It just and nothing made sense. And of course, the acting doesn't help either. So Right. So now we cut to Oscar the Hermit and his dog in the woods. and. 
Oscar the Hermit is played by General Bastard. Yes. (laughs) I saw that name in the credits and I immediately hit IMDb to find out who this man is. What? I still don't, still don't know who he is, but I love the name and I love the character. Yes, and the only reason we know that he's Oscar is because he's talking to himself <laughs> out loud and says his own name. That's I mean what any good hermit should be doing. <laughs> I guess if you're a hermit, you don't have anybody else to talk to you but your dog. Exactly. <laughs> but then he watches his dog wander off. And we cut back to the kids now in the Jeep and Darren, the nerd, suggests that they all go around and say what they're thankful for. (laughs) So I buy that the nerdy kid wants to do this. That's that's fine. Yeah. But you're new to this group. And I don't think that (laughs) I mean, he's trying to get them to warm up to him. I don't know. So, okay, Billy's response to this is. He's thankful for Darren's mom having the juiciest poon in town. <laughs> oh, this movie just does not hold back. It's just like zero to 60 in the crap factor. <laughs> so here, here's what got me, though. That wasn't what was funny to me. And you know, people writing this, they're like, oh, yeah, that's fucking rad. We got to put that in. Oh, yeah. That wasn't the part that was funny to me. The part that was funny to me was the fucking reaction from driving Johnny in the front seat. He leans back and gives a hearty high five. And he's like, yeah, buddy, that was <laughs> like that was the best burn, basically, is how he's reacting. Uh, like, you're 30. That's the funniest thing you've ever heard. Well, I mean, this is a, a movie made by college kids about 30-year-old college kids. So. Right. And then, of course, you know, Allie's what's poon <laughs> um okay oh really? oh she, she knows what poon is she she knows what <laughs> never heard that term okay yeah so now this is where we learn the other girl her friend is Kristen. she says she's thankful to spend thanksgiving with family and johnny immediately takes this time to make it all about himself by telling them a story included with cheesy flashbacks about his dad teaching him to play football and how they don't get along anymore. Wah, wah. <laughs> we're supposed to feel sympathetic, but we're too busy laughing our ass off at this just terrible story. <laughs> we're too busy laughing at Poon. <laughs> yeah, it's like they got to give us some space. You know, you give us this classic joke of Poon and then you go to an emotional moment. So then Billy says his papa died last year. So he's going to make sure he shows his little mama a good time this year. And I'm like, <laughs> your mother? Is that <laughs> you talking about? What? Your little mama? Are they like riding into this, like full steam ahead into this hillbilly bullshit? Oh yeah. They're going full force with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next we get an amazing shot. It's Darren ranting just, and he's wiping his face and he's doing all his crazy bullshit. And he's talking about how he's going to go wild and have sex with someone in this car. So he's not being choosy, apparently. He swings both ways. (laughs) He says, for once, it isn't going to just be him. And he holds his hand up in case we weren't clear what that meant. We need the visual aid. Oh, I'm just picturing the scene in my head right now. (laughs) It's just killing me. It's so stupid, right? It was so bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. So... 
he holds his yeah hand up and and then he's mugging like a bond villain and i'm like oh this guy's just creepy he's drooling he needs a drool cup around his neck they like went overboard on the creepy nerd thing because yeah he came off like not a creepy nerd but just like a creepy you know like the kind of guy you don't want in the park at night (laughs) okay so we get a lot of you know things in this film that are very of the time and very dated and this is one that this scene has one so they all proceed to bag on Allie for not knowing what poon is (laughs) and then she talks about she's not having sex with anybody but johnny right johnny again kind of confirming they're probably a couple you're like oh okay they all laugh billy calls her a skank and a hoe and darren yeah right uh darren you just met this girl how do you know she's a skank then we get the dated comment from Kristen, her friend question mark <laughs> who says Allie's legs are harder to shut than the John Bonet Ramsey case. That was one of those jokes that was like it was funny, but then you realize like wait a second, how old is this damn movie? Yes, I felt give bad. Me your thoughts on that? I felt bad for laughing at that joke on so many levels because <laughs> it was a terrible joke. It just it was so dated, and it just uh. And, and it wasn't, it was like, I wasn't laughing because I was like, bitch, that's your friend. Like, what? Oh. We cut now back to Oscar the Hermit, looking like a cracked out Steve Zahn, calling for his dog, who we now see is pissing in the woods on a mini totem pole. <laughs> it's in a pile <laughs> of leaves. And I was getting like, uh, you know, dog pissing fire on Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street vibes here. Oh, I'm I like, didn't even oh. think of that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's how we're bringing him back. Okay. <laughs> And there's no fire here, but just the piss is enough. So the dog's pissing. <laughs> the earth shakes and out pops Turkey, his little red puppet head. And he says, oh, fuck, because he's getting pissed on. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh, I'm pissed. Okay, so that's drink number two. Turkey curses. Take a shot. So then either love it or hate it. To me, foul-mouthed turkey puppet works because it's so bizarre, right? It's so over the top that it's like, it's the, it's the reason this movie works. If you would have done uh, anything else, if you would have tried to get like a real turkey or anything, you wouldn't even bother with this movie. You have to see it for the puppet going off like Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. It's just every other word seems to be motherfucker. So this is funny. After the turkey's like, oh, fuck, we hear the dog audibly gulp. And then the turkey is getting just continually pissed on. Why you would stand there in a stream of piss, I don't know. But he actually says, I'm pissed. (laughs) That's a curse. Take a shot. So then we assume now that he kills the dog because we see a little terrible CG blood splat and the dog squeals off screen. I guess that's how you, you, you sidestep around not a budget for special effects, not a big budget. That seems to make sense. I mean, I I am a little bit disappointed that we got to hear the dog gulp, but like not like some kind of like girly scream or something. Right. I mean, if you're going to go for it, go for it. So next we meet the sheriff and we know it's the sheriff because of how he's dressed and his bad parties. I see you laughing. You're picturing him, right? With that horrible glue on (laughs) dollar tree, not even party city dollar tree quality (laughs) mustache. I, I just loved the sheriff so much. He was like such a bad character. I can't stop thinking about it. They they leaned into getting somebody who couldn't act for this because they're like, you'll be perfect. He nailed it. <laughs> so we meet him and his wife 
Cheryl as she, oh, I'm sorry, as he spits out her coffee and tells her it tastes like shit, proceeds to ask her, this tastes like shit. Did you take a dump in it? She says, I sure did. And shows him the coffee pot with the poo. I didn't expect that coming when it happened. It's just like, okay, I just saw some shit in the coffee. Was that the most foul? I was like, I, I, oh, I'm a coffee uh, drinker. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I, I, I enjoy my coffee. So that disturbed me. And then it just. Yes. It made me laugh and I felt dumb for laughing because that is the kind of thing you expect like high school kids to be doing and laughing. at, Right. And then she says, I want a divorce and storms off. <laughs> the sheriff immediately <clears throat> rebounds from this shit in his coffee and the news that she wants a divorce. <laughs> My notes, I called it a potty latte. <laughs> so he rebounds from his potty latte when daughter Kristen calls him from the car saying she'll see him in a couple of hours. I, I almost fully expected him to afterwards to go back to drinking his, uh, since you have potty latte, I'll go with crappuccino. You win. <laughs> so on the phone, Billy, who's in the back seat, asks Kristen, who's in the front seat, to toss him a beer. What? Okay, um, anyway, this is all so that Kristen's dad can overhear that. And they have a little argument about it. And then Kristen's dad asks if she's going with him to the annual policeman's Thanksgiving ball that night. That's a thing, I guess, in their little town. Oh, pardon my pun. I did not know that cops had Thanksgiving balls. <laughs> so later that night now, it's dark and the Jeep has engine trouble. It starts steaming. So they pull off the road. Allie tells Johnny, maybe we have a flat tire. It's like the, it's like the Billy thing. It's like, whoever wrote this was just like, we're going full force with Allie being the dumb girl. <laughs> it was an insult to my stupidity. I picture some blonde out there getting really offended by this. Go and just change a light bulb or something. <laughs> so I understand why Kristen is friends with her now at this point, because she's clearly the caretaker for Allie, because this poor girl probably can't even dress herself. I don't know how she's in college. <laughs> I have an idea as to how she got into college. Um. <laughs> so since apparently the car has overheated, it needs time to cool off. And Billy suggests that we need to give it time to cool off. So let's just pull out the tents and the beer and camp over here on the side of the road for the night. Now, did this confuse you at all? Because it doesn't seem like it's that long of a drive from their college to their hometown and they're going to spend time with their families. But oh, by the way, we've got a tent for camping. Yes, I was like, they have camping gear. I don't know if like wherever this movie is, like I said, I'm assuming it's Ohio, but wherever it's filmed at, do people just randomly drive around with camping material in their car? And also, if you remember, Darren had to squeeze his little ass in there at the last minute. Where are they putting all this gear? Exactly. Ugh. And of course, at this news that they're going to camp and party all night, everyone but Kristen is really excited about this idea. So Darren finds a sign near their campsite now that says Crawberg and proceeds to tell everyone that he knows all about it. And he starts telling them some pilgrim history about what went down here in Crawberg. And we get little like animated storyboards <laughs> to go with it. That's where the budget went. 
He proceeds to tell them. And again, you know, the storyboards are for our benefit. So they're outlandish and silly and you're supposed to laugh at them. But I was just rolling my eyes like, oh, my (laughs) God. Uh, Billy, his pilgrim ancestors, dishonored an old Indian who practiced black magic named Feathercloud. He necromanced a turkey and cursed all white men. That seems a bit extreme. (laughs) (laughs) And the turkey will now roam the earth every 505 years. Very specific. (laughs) Very, yeah. (laughs) Killing the first humans that he comes across. And he was so evil, he would stop at nothing. Now, Darren says... (laughs) turkeyologists know all about this now i'm no i'm no brain scientist <laughs> or biologist or anything but is turkeyology a real thing I'm not i don't sure. know i'm not i'm not sure i'm not exactly the sharpest spoon in the drawer so <laughs> i have never heard of a turkeyologist but i do know what my career path in life is now going to be moving forward yes <laughs> i'm gonna look into turkeyology <laughs> So, of course, they all laugh this off. And Darren points out that 505 years is in exactly 45 minutes from now. (laughs) It's the new ancient Timex. It can just, you know, tell time from like all the way back to ancient times. So I was like, oh, so does that mean it's going to be midnight in 45 minutes? Like, what is what is this? So Kristen asks Johnny to share her tent for the night. And he sheepishly agrees under the guise that he can protect her from a killer turkey attack. (laughs) Now, I missed this part. Allie chimes in and tells everyone she has blank. I didn't have captioning for this movie. I don't know what she said here because she's trying to tell them before Johnny goes off. I I missed that too. I was actually going to ask you the same question of like, I did not catch that. I even had captioning and the captioning didn't catch it. It said inaudible. Yeah, she says, well, I have blah, blah, blah. And the guys, they, they actually show shots of all the guys doing whiplash, like looking at her like, what did you just say? Either they're excited because she said something weird and sexual. <laughs> yeah, that's how I took it was it was weird and sexual because they were presenting her to be the weird sexual girl. Okay, well, I had no idea. I was hoping you caught it, but I guess it was bad if captioning said inaudible. <laughs> it, it's That's what my captioning said. So I'm uh, either that or the guy doing the captioning was like, no, screw this. I ain't typing this crap out. But he can type out gobble, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> You could offer me a million dollars to type out gobble, gobble, motherfucker, and I will do it for free. So we cut now to action in progress. Oscar the hermit has his shotgun and he's looking for his dog. He comes upon the dead dog, proceeds to ask the turkey that is hovering over the dead dog, what happened? (laughs) The turkey says that the dog had an accident. Oscar does not skip a beat in asking the turkey what kind of accident his dog had. He's not phased at all that there's a talking turkey. It was it was at this point in the movie that I just imagined them living in a world like in the Muppets, where all this shit just happens and you're just like, oh, okay, this this is acceptable. This is this is the way this world works. Yeah, you would you would something. And the turkey says, you know, the dog had an accident, and you see the axe right there, and the turkey laughs. Like, oh, okay. I see what you did there, Turkey. Oscar says, die, Turkey, and shoots at him. And the Turkey runs off. See you later, sucker. Ha ha ha. And off he goes. I was like, okay, 
this is the movie I'm clearly here to see. It was like the turkey just makes this movie so great. The dialogue, the interaction, it's just... So Oscar slumps down next to his dead dog, raises his fists to the night sky, and we get a close-up of his gross, methed-out mouth and teeth. (laughs) He yells to the sky, First my wife, now my dog. Damn you, turkey, damn you. (laughs) Oh, this is why I loved General Bastard. (laughs) So he had a wife that lived out in the woods with him like this? (laughs) My question was like, did the turkey kill the wife too? Like, is this, (laughs) because it made it seem like he was blaming the turkey for the wife's death. And you know, he was trying real hard to get nominated. Could you imagine at the awards they're like, and the Oscar goes to General Bastard. (laughs) No, no, bro. Settle down. I would love so much to tune into the Oscars just to see that happen. Just to hear like somebody like a respectable actor to go up there and be like, and now the Oscar goes to General Bastard. So back at the campfire, Kristen decides that she's going to wander deep into the woods to get better cell phone reception. Because <laughs> we all know that trees help boost cell phone reception. And she calls her dad, tells him she's camping tonight. But she'll see him tomorrow, and they can go to the banquet together tomorrow night. You caught Um, the error there, correct? (laughs) Yeah, I was like... Apparently, this ball lasts for multiple days. Apparently. That's a really big ball. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Low-hanging fruit. This movie makes it too damn easy. It really does. Like, the jokes just write themselves. So she hangs up. And as she's talking to herself out loud, she gets interrupted by Turkey who tells her, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. So if you're keeping track, drink, that's number four. We're like Uh, 30, not even 30, not even halfway, like 20 something minutes in. (laughs) Kristen screams, runs back to the gang and tells them she saw an evil turkey and nobody believes her. The cherry on top, however, is when Allie says, wow, Kristen, you're almost as dumb as I am. Okay, (laughs) first off, no. (laughs) But secondly, not even a dog that chases his own tail and thinks there's another dog in the mirror is as dumb as Allie. Like this girl. And also, if you're dumb, do you know you're dumb? She's like recognizing it. I don't think that tracks, right? No, that that was a very meta moment, uh, I think, for the audience. But I think it it took it out a little bit because we're all thinking the same thing. If it's like, no, no, bitch, you you dumb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So after this, Kristen gets mad and says, screw you, Johnny, and goes in a tent by herself because nobody's, you know, believing her. Allie says to Johnny that he can screw her. So then I'm like, okay, so clearly they're not a couple because Kristen propositioned him and then she's trying to get him to sleep with her. So just then a stuffed bunny rabbit comes flying through the air, complete with an (laughs) sound, lands in the fire to which nobody is visibly shocked by this. (laughs) And Allie says, Oh, look, a baby bunny. Do you think he's okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. Nobody, but nobody is that moronic. Apparently she is. Fucking fire. (laughs) Dumb. What? And nobody tries to fish it out. They're just like letting it burn. 
So we see this little charred black ball burning in the fire. Darren leans in, nerdy Darren leans in for further analysis of this bunny. And he is able to deduce a turkey beak gnawed on this rabbit. Wow. The CIA needs to recruit this guy. What was so good about that was the way that he delivered the line with the whole, it was devoured and the the pause and the, it was a turkey beak. (laughs) The only thing I, I really was hoping for was I really wish after seeing the movie, it would have been, you could have seen the scene of the turkey launching the bunny into the fire. So Billy says, maybe Kristen was right about this turkey she saw. Johnny tells them to calm the fuck down. They're in the woods. This kind of shit happens all the time. (laughs) What? Uh, Now, I don't know about you, sir, but whenever I've been camping, random animals don't come launched through the air and into my campfire. You? Did that happen to you? Um, once, and that's the reason I don't go camping anymore. To be fair, the eagle did give me a warning that it was going through severe depression before it flew into the fire, so. Oh my god, I did not expect that. (laughs) I expected the answer to be no, but still, one time is far from this shit happens all the time, right? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so they all decide... Well, that was weird, but let's go to bed now. Let's all go to bed. So Johnny and Darren go into the other tent, leaving Billy to hit on Allie by the fire, and she turns his ass down. She may be dumb as a rock, but this girl's got to have standards. She draws the line. Any old Billy Billy. (laughs) Okay, I guess. I mean, mean, it could be, you know, it's late. She doesn't want to have to lift the stomach up to find it or something. I don't know. There could be all kinds of issues. I know, his glorious beer belly. So Allie goes into Kristen's tent to go to bed. The next morning, Billy fell asleep in the sleeping bag out by the fire. He is awakened to Oscar with his gun hovering over him, telling him he's lucky that he came along last night because a turkey tried to peck his heart out. (laughs) As proven by a pile of turkey droppings on his sleeping bag. (laughs) Okay, cut. Two, a pile of turkey droppings that I'm guessing is comprised of colored marshmallows and raisinets. Oh, and now I can never eat colored marshmallows and raisinets again. You're welcome. But I swear to God, I backed it up. I was like, what is that? That's what it looks like. Also, what was Oscar doing all night? Was he just sitting there watching Billy sleep? I was honestly too afraid afraid to ask that question because... That is a stage one creeper right there. That's, I mean, Oscar's got to be a lonely guy at this point in his life. Uh, You know, Billy's probably looking pretty good to him. Oh my God. I was like, what did he do? Just sit there all night with the gun, I guess. So everyone comes out of their tents now. Oscar tells them all to leave. He's going to take care of the turkey. And off he goes. So everyone gets in the Jeep, which starts right up after Johnny twists on something in the engine with pliers. I thought it overheated. (laughs) I know nothing about cars, so I'm assuming that's, you know, maybe he had to take something off to let it. I I, He didn't add water. I'm like, what what is happening right now? But it starts right up. Why couldn't they have done that last night? Well, why didn't they fix the flat tire that Allie was complaining about? All right. So on this drive, Johnny calls his friend, Billy, (laughs) a loser for believing that the turkey is real. Okay, they're in college. 
not high school. Who is who is sitting around going, you're so dumb. You're a loser. <laughs> like, what? Are you okay. 17? What is this? To be fair, me and my friends do insult each other quite a bit. I hazard a guess, sir, because I know you, that you guys are a little more clever with your quips than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So after Kristen apologizes for freaking out last night, Johnny grabs her hand and calls her gorgeous. Don't worry about it, gorgeous. Okay. Well, you know, I may be a bit of a bitch for saying this, but she's a seven at best. <laughs> But whatever, Johnny clearly has eyes for her. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, look at the other people in the car. She, he didn't exactly have the best options. <laughs> well, Darren put his hat in the ring. <laughs> Earlier, he said he'd have sex with everybody in the car or anybody. Yeah, but I mean, like, you'd have to wipe the snot off of his face constantly before kissing him. And it's just, it just wouldn't be fun. Oh, my God, I'm going to puke. <laughs> All right, so here's the content warning for almost bestiality. Yeah, we're at about the 25-minute mark. This is like one of my three favorite scenes of this entire movie. Wow. Okay. It's just so ridiculous. So in this next scene, Turkey goes to the side of the road and flags down a car to hitch a ride. The man asks him upon entering the car, ass, gas, or grass? To which Turkey responds, well, I'm out of gas, so guess I'll take ass. (laughs) Okay. Ass is a curse word. Take a shot. So now I was like, even though it's supposed to be funny and crazy, you're not supposed to overthink it. Doesn't ass, gas, or grass insinuate if you're going to ride, you better have some pot on you. You better be ready for some some sexing or you better have money for gas, gas money. Mm -hmm. Right? That's exactly what it is. So when Turkey says, well, I'm out of gas. What? Who carries around gas? I guess it's been 500 years. What does he know from gas, right? Exactly. But he says, I guess I'll take ass. And he hops into the car backwards, but toward the dude. The dude is licking his lips, looking at the turkey, unzipping his pants. Talking about how tight this turkey's ass is. (laughs) So ridiculous. It is one of the most disgusting (laughs) things because mostly this guy just looks like he should be driving a white van picking up small children he just looks like a gross perv so before it can go any further though turkey says never mind you're not putting it in my ass or whatever he says he turns around and puts a gun to the guy's head where did he have the gun i don't know it's this shotgun barrel tells the guy the guy's pleading for his life don't kill me i have a daughter turkey's like call your daughter then and i love this because he's pleading with him he's like pleading with the turkey please mister please mister i have a daughter this isn't a mister this is a talking fucking turkey why these people seeing something i'm not seeing like what is happening it's so stupid it just makes it brilliant the interaction between the turkey and the people is so amazing that's one word for it so he proceeds to shoot this man as he's on the phone with his child And then we see a little bad CGI splatter of blood on the windshield and Turkey hops into the driver's seat and drives away in the car. Which apparently one of the bloopers is if you look closely, when it's driving away, you can see it's not the Turkey, but it's a guy driving the car. Shut up. I didn't even look that closely. I didn't either. I saw it on, uh, I think it was IMDb. That's amazing. I want to go back and see it now. Yeah, as as peaked as my curiosity is now, I'm not turning it back on. (laughs) All right. So later that night, it's dark again now. Allie gets dropped off at her parents' home. 
flirts with Johnny before leaving. Kristen, her friend, I emphasize again, who is probably just her friend because she feels bad for her at this point, uses the exact same burn from earlier about her legs being harder to close than John Bonet Ramsey case. Everybody reacts to this like it's not only the first time they've heard it, but that it's the sickest burn of all time. They go crazy. <laughs> right? They're laughing like hyenas. It was it was a bad joke. And it's just like, I, I feel like the reason they did that was just to kind of make you groan. Like purposely, the filmmakers were like, well, no, we're going to shove this joke down your throat and make you regret watching this movie. Or... I take the counterpoint that they probably thought it was really fucking funny and had to use it twice because they were so proud of themselves for coming up with it. <laughs> that is very possible. Again, this was college kids. So. so next, Johnny makes it home and he greets his ma and pa, gives them a lukewarm reception at best. The, kid, the parents are like, hey, Johnny. <laughs> are not happy with him he follows his pops outside tells him he's the starting quarterback so that his dad will give him love again since he was you know broke his leg last year and couldn't play <laughs> his dad gets all excited at this lie turkey pops up out of nowhere so the excitement is short-lived because he slits his dad's throat it's actually a decent shot with mild blood and effects. I was proud of them. It surprised. I mean, like the gore in that scene did shock me of how good it was. I mean, because up, up until that point, you didn't see any good gore. I mean, the guy getting his head blown off in the car, it just looked, it looked like crappy CGI special effects. So to get that scene was like, oh, wow. Okay. You actually tried here. So then Johnny, of course, jumps up in surprise. Turkey tosses his father's decapitated head to him after saying, go deep, Johnny. <laughs> and then Turkey proceeds to smoke Pop's cigar that he had had in his mouth. <laughs> Johnny freaks out, goes to run in the house, but he sees through the door his mom standing, explain this to me, inside with her eyes gouged out and her throat slit. I could not figure that out either. It baffled me. And I was just like, okay, was, did I miss something? Did he skewer her at some point? Or like, was there some little thing that I missed? Why was she still standing up? I'm glad you saw that too. Cause that really freaked me out. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? But it looked good. All right. So Johnny runs out, hops in his Jeep, talking to himself. They love to do that in this movie. Saying he's going to kill that turkey son of a bitch because he's not going to get any more cranberry sauce or pumpkin pie anymore. <laughs> Damn you, turkey. It's so bad because he's not even crying, really. It's like he's... It's, it's, it's screw mom and dad. It's like, oh, the hell with them. It's like, I want the food. That's the whole reason I'm coming home is so I can get pumpkin pie and cranberry and turkey. Like that's the only place he can get it to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel, one of the hosts of the Strange and Beautiful Network. On our network, we specialize in unscripted podcasts like Feast, Sheath, and Shatter, a book chat podcast that feels like hanging out with your best girlfriends and a good or not so good book. Come in 81 Kilo, the only currently in production podcast about Forever Night, the 1990s vampire cop show that started it all. And Strange and Beautiful Book Club, our first podcast featuring books and movies in the sci-fi, fantasy, and horror genres that you've probably never heard of but shouldn't miss. Join us today anywhere podcasts are streamed. This episode is brought to you by Truly Unique Jewelry. You're a one-of-a-kind, so it's unique spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. 
With all of the jewelry options mass-produced for each season, you're left wanting more when it comes to pieces that showcase your individual style. Head over to trulyuniquejewelry.com and scroll through handmade, one-of-a-kind options for every budget, with pieces starting under a dollar. Beautiful costume jewelry to fit every age and every budget. Custom orders are also available for no additional charge, and they flat rate ship so you can fill your jewelry box with matching pieces for every outfit in your closet for one shipping fee. From earrings to bracelets to necklaces, even rosaries and combination sets. Cost is no longer a barrier to having the looks that you want that scream uniquely you. Go to the Facebook page for Truly Unique Jewelry for updates and discount information when you follow the page. Feel good about supporting a small business while you're updating and expanding your jewelry collection, adding pieces for every occasion. Visit trulyuniquejewelry.com. And remember, it's unique spelled Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E. And now, back to the show. So now we cut to Johnny, Billy, Darren, and Kristen all sitting outside someone's house, unclear. And he tells them Turkey killed his parents. But I'll have you know, he's sitting there drinking booze out of a paper bag. So he's so traumatized by his parents' death from a talking turkey that on the way over to get everybody, he stopped for booze. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, maybe on the way there, there was a liquor store. And he's like, well, this will, I got five bucks. I can get a bottle of, you know, Mad Dog 20 or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. So we do a quick cut now to Allie's house where Turkey walks in on her and some rando having sex, fully clothed, but doing it dog style on her bed. So here's the thing. In the credits... Uh, this guy is Kevin Stewart, credited as Allie's boyfriend. That's that's confusing. I mean, I, I guess at that point, it does confirm that her legs are harder to close than the John Benet Ramsey case. <laughs> so, again, content warning for actual bestiality that happens here, I guess. <laughs> well, Even though this, it's a puppet. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a puppet. Is, is that more like puppetality? Something bizarre, yeah. Puppet <laughs> sex, I don't know. <laughs> Turkey kills the dude, her boyfriend. We see a little blood splatter and he falls away. And then we see a shot. The camera is up on Allie's back. We see Turkey climb up and apparently start having sex with Allie. She doesn't even notice that something has changed. Apparently he wasn't that big, the boyfriend then. Right? <laughs> so when they're done, Allie looks back, sees Turkey and screams. And he says, <laughs> did you write this down? You I've... just got stuffed. <laughs> Love that line. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> this is after he gloriously orgasms, by the way. If you've never seen a puppet turkey <laughs> orgasm, this is the scene for you. This is another reason I have to go back and see it at some point. I mean, once the trauma has worn off, <laughs> uh, they said during this shot, you can see, clearly see the puppeteer handling the turkey. Oh my God. So you didn't see it either then? No. Yeah. Because so I, I was kind of half looking through my fingers because I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was paying attention and like I was actually watching it like on the screen and I could not, I did not see the puppeteer. So I've got to see this at some point. Well, he, he snapped, he jumps up and snaps her neck. <laughs> so to me, the logistics of that alone, I mean, how did he do that? <laughs> but he does. All right. So next up. The four musketeers arrive at Allie's house. They find her dead and a bloody turkey feather, a, a used condom wrapper, and they point out it is extra small, gravy flavored. <laughs> oh. I have no more laughs to give. I mean, come on. 
it was just so stupid. I just could not help but laughing. So then they all look <clears> over <throat> at nerdy Darren and they're like, give us the answers, bro. Like what's going on? He says he has no idea how to stop Turkey. And then without skipping a beat, he says he knows exactly what to do now. <laughs> okay. He says they're going to find out how to kill Turkey from a book. Good plan. <laughs> Was there no internet in 2007? Like what is happening right now? Apparently Google had not become a thing. So after realizing the library is closed at night, Kristen says her dad, I know my dad has a huge collection of books. He must have something on killer turkeys. Because we are supposed to believe that of all the books that the dad has, it will be a killer turkey book, let alone that the dad is capable of reading. I was going to say, we met him. <laughs> Does he look like he has a library of any kind that doesn't comprise of anything more than a basic crockpot cookbook? Like, come on. So we get some uh, bizarre, triumphant background music as they're all like, to the dads, like they, they've got the answer now. <laughs> okay. So cut to Kristen's dad's house where her dad, the sheriff, by the way, dressed in a giant turkey costume, answers the front doorbell to find turkey wearing a pair of Groucho glasses <laughs> with the fake nose and the mustache. This is my favorite scene of the entire movie. This is a scene that makes the movie for me. That says a lot. Okay. Okay. Well, he invites Turkey in for a cup of coffee to wait for Kristen because apparently Turkey says he's friends with her. And the sheriff is like, sure, come on in. After saying that he didn't realize Kristen had any midget friends, <laughs> he and Turkey exchange words at the table there. Um... I didn't realize my daughter had any midget friends <laughs> also who are full of feathers. Like what, what, what? Apparently I did not realize that, uh, the Groucho, the disguise, I did not realize how good that was. I mean, this was like, this is like Superman and Clark Kent level of disguise right here. It has to be. And again, <laughs> makes me wonder about your theory about maybe they live in a Muppet universe, like where this kind of thing is possible and they don't realize he's a turkey. No, he mistakes him now for a midget. <laughs> <laughs> so at the table, Turkey sneezes and says it's his fucking allergies. Do a shot. Oh, and I forgot to tell you when Turkey orgasmed with Allie, he says, oh, shit, damn, that was good. So we, <laughs> That's had, to another one. we had to take a shot for that, too. My apologies. See, I was so traumatized by the whole scene. It's a good thing you went back because like the uh, one person who actually bought this movie and loves it is probably going to get pissed off that you didn't say anything about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My apologies to anybody who loves this movie. I, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I just have to pick it apart because I'm weird like that. So the sheriff chastises Mr. Turkey now for cursing. And the turkey responds by saying he didn't know that midgets couldn't cuss. <laughs> Way to throw it back at him though, right? Oh, and the fact that this whole conversation is happening in like a serious manner at a dinner table is just brilliant. Also it begs the question, was he going to the father annual policeman ball with his daughter dressed as a turkey? Like what? That's a really good question. I didn't even think about that. The way this movie's going, I just naturally assumed he sat around in his house in a turkey office. So after telling the sheriff now, Turkey, that he's 510 years old, they drink their coffee and Turkey decides he's going to go. He's going to leave. But then the sheriff keeps yammering on. So the turkey snaps and all we hear is a scream from outside the house. We assume he's killing the sheriff now because he couldn't take any more. <laughs> 
Okay, so this next scene, all I can say is O-M-G. Now, let me clarify. When I said I love the scene with the, the sheriff and the turkey, it starts when the turkey shows up until after the scene we're about to talk ends. This whole segment is what makes this movie an instant craptastic masterpiece to me. So Johnny, Billy, Darren, and Kristen knock on Kristen's dad's door. Turkey, who is a foot and a half tall, opens the front door in the sheriff's hat and from what it looks like in this moment, wearing the sheriff's face, a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. <laughs> what? The actual fuck <laughs> is happening right now? It's so great. And if that wasn't enough, he says, oh, hello, sweetie. <laughs> in turkey voice, Kristen leans all the way down to turkey hugs him and gives him a kiss on the cheek and says daddy you look different <laughs> he says i just got a haircut what the only thing that would be better is if all oh, this whole scene was just ad-libbed <laughs> I, I legit i'm not laughing now because i don't want to die because it's so fucking ridiculous and hysterical but when i was watching it i had to pause it because i could not stop laughing it is legit my favorite thing also in this whole movie. It was just so, so ridiculous that you just, it was like out of a cartoon. It's like, I, I picture the people who made this movie are cartoon fans like myself and appreciate stupid humor like this, because this is something out of like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes, it's Turkey opening the door, impersonating her dad, and he's got the hat on. And he sounds like Turkey and he's short. And then we add insult to injury by he's wearing his face. <laughs> How much more could we have piled on? Probably nothing. This was as ridiculous, I think, as it gets. I bet they wanted to do more, but it's just the puppet was so small, so they couldn't put the shirt on him or anything. This is the best thing, though. The whole sheriff's face, nose, eyes, eyebrows, mouth, cheeks, like the whole actual face was like shrunk down turkey size to fit turkey's little <laughs> head. It wasn't even like he had big, giant, actual size sheriff face. It's like he shrunk it down. I didn't it even was... think of that. Yes! It's like the size of a Cabbage Patch Kid doll face, if you can imagine that, on turkey, because it fits. But sheriff's face wouldn't, it'd be much bigger. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That really yeah, that kind so of blew my mind. <laughs> when you go back for your rewatch, because you know you're gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and get the girlfriend to watch it. <laughs> She's doing God's work if she sits through this with you. She loves you. Oh, she will break up with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so turkey, yeah, the face is teeny tiny to fit turkey. It's ridiculous. As if that's the only ridiculous part. Okay, anyway. That's where you draw the line. Everything up until that point, you're like, no, this makes sense. Then if the face shows up, you're like, what the fuck? That's where they lost me. So the kids tell turkey they need to go in the garage to look through his dad's books his books and they just need to look something up about poison ivy or something and they kick turkey out so in the garage we have a couple of boxes like storage boxes which i assume are filled with books we don't even get to see that and i'm thinking that's dad's big library a couple of boxes in the garage to be fair to them probably you know three books is a lot of books so then we cut to a montage set to some cheesy rock and roll song. I don't even know what it was at this point. They lost me. Some song. So they're looking at random books. And Billy, we cut to one shot of him literally holding, palming some French fries. He like has a handful of fries, not even in a container. 
And he's just sitting there eating fries while everybody else is looking through books. And there's even one shot where he's looking at a, at a children's little golden book about trucks. And I'm like, wow. Kristen's the only child, apparently, and she's full grown. Why does dad have this book in his collection? Because <laughs> it's the only book he can read. Touche. So after they go through about seven books and the little golden book on trucks, Darren finally finds a book that explicitly states that turkeys can be killed if they're removed from their magical talisman. I'm sorry, demonic turkeys have to be separated from their (laughs) magical talisman. And the title of this book you ask, I'm glad you asked, Turkeyology, Demonology, and Sci-Fi. I'm in the wrong field, apparently. This is the way to go. (laughs) Oh, turkeyology, demonology, and then you just got to throw in there (laughs) sci-fi. That's all apparently one field of study. So Darren tells the gang, there's a little bit of a code in this book. I've got to crack the code. It'll take me a minute. So Billy gets bored and apparently the fries weren't enough. So he goes to the kitchen looking for a snack, starts rummaging through Kristen's dad's fridge. Help yourself, bro. Doing what fat guy do, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, are you going to stop this guy from raging, raiding your fridge? So he comes across Turkey wearing the face still hovering over the sheriff's dead body. Who's got his bloody face all out. This is where I put in my notes. I pointed it out a minute ago, but this is where it's in my notes. Clearly the scale is all wrong because Turkey is leaning over the sheriff's head and you can see the face fits Turkey perfectly. There's no way it's came off of his, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, he could have put it in the dryer. Yes, that has to be it. But why show us? Why point out the scale's all wrong? Anyway, Turkey and Billy now exchange some words. And then Billy realizes that that's the sheriff's dead body laying on the ground. Turkey reveals his face, pulls off sheriff's face. And he says to Billy, and I quote, so nobody comes after me for using this word. This is a direct <clears throat> quote. He says to Billy, you kids are retarded. Oh my God, I <laughs> lost my shit. You kids are retarded. <laughs> for, for PC reasons and, and whatnot, you don't hear that anymore. No, and it's just, it really does date the movie because it's like at that point, you didn't care. You're saying whatever you want. <laughs> was a good thing I wasn't drinking anything. I would have spit it. I would have done a spit take. Exactly why I put my drink down when you were talking, because I knew this stuff was coming. I couldn't believe you kids are retarded, he says, because they didn't realize that he was wearing sheriff's face. So Billy yells for all the kids and they come running in. Turkey tells them why he's there and that he has to kill them because of the ancestry, etc. Johnny says, but we gave the Indians casinos. Doesn't that make up for it? <laughs> To which Turkey says, it almost did, but it didn't. Wow. So this this script apparently didn't get a polish by anybody. No, I I get the feeling like, almost got the feeling like they wrote it as they were filming it. Yes, I, I agree. So Billy puts Turkey in a headlock. Johnny grabs the talisman from around Turkey's neck. Turkey busts free, runs off. Billy gets frustrated, I guess, because he didn't have a Big Mac in the fridge. I don't know. He leaves. He's going to go look for food. He leaves. He's starving. I mean, he's going to pass out if he doesn't have something quick. Well, it has been five minutes since he's last eaten. So (laughs) true. So Johnny and Kristen have a little heart to heart and they almost kiss over her father's dead body. So Darren interrupts now and says he's cracked the code. They have to kill Turkey by burning him at the stake and saying a demonic prayer in unison backwards. 
<laughs> no problem. Right? These kids are obviously incredibly smart. So they're going to figure out how to do this because they saw through the guise of the turkey. I really wanted him to pick up a chainsaw and be like, I'm Leatherface. <laughs> to me, the only thing that would have been better is if they had not have killed Allie and she would have been the only one that'd be like, I don't think that's your dad. <laughs> oh my God. Have like the dumbest one in the group be like, no, this doesn't seem right. Oh, wait, but then she'd be too smart. We can't do that. So we cut to Billy now outside, walking alone, where he hallucinates eating a cartoon image of a cooked turkey, complete with a big old belch after he swallows. (laughs) And I like that during this whole scene, they're playing stock patriotic music, (laughs) like in the background, like you would hear um, whenever they showed Rumsfeld in the Burbs. Oh, okay, yeah. Patriotic sounding. Yeah, right behind him because, you know, America, and he's in his camo with his mullet. So suddenly now, Billy's stomach, this is where obviously more than $50 went of their budget for, for special effects, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Billy's stomach explodes from the inside out, and we see Turkey's head and the barrel of a shotgun, <laughs> a little shotgun, come out of his belly. And he says, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Do a shot. Take a drink. I love, I love that line. And the fact that you get to hear the turkey actually say it, it's just great. Well, when you see it on the, you know, the poster, you're like, oh, please, God, at least let him say it once. And he does. Oh, yeah. All right. So the Jeep now rolls up on a still in dying progress, Billy, (laughs) on the side of the road. Darren crouches down, scoops Billy up, holds him saying, oh, no, my best friend. (laughs) My best friend, I love you. I mean, I smell an Oscar moment here. I'm not lying. He goes on and on about their friendship. And we get a flashback montage of Billy and Darren swinging together in the park, playing hide and seek. Billy's fat ass can't hide behind the pole. (laughs) eating ice cream cones together and laughing, skipping in the grass, holding hands. <laughs> you name it, they did it. And they're all this age too. They didn't even try to like do flashbacks with other actors of them younger. No, they're all this age. <laughs> My best friend, you can't die. I love you. What? They just met you, except for Billy. How are you Billy's best friend? This is what we're seeing. This is all the stuff that happened between the moment of they left college to when they got home and Billy died. Right? You're my best friend. (laughs) So Darren, Johnny, and Kristen drive off as we see a shot of Darren looking so sad out the back of the Jeep at Billy's dead body on the side of the road. They left him there. What? They left Kristen's dead dad. They left Johnny's dead parents. They left Billy. Okay, now Billy, I understand, because it was going to take like five of them to lift him up into the Jeep, so. I mean, that would take forever to clean the car after that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So now we cut to Turkey making a salad, tossing an actual green salad in a bowl in his little teepee on the side of the road. When did he have time to do that? (laughs) That was just ridiculous. Like I said, the teepee, and then you know... The whole reason they did that is because a group of college frat boys wanted to do a scene of a turkey tossing a salad. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what 
actually the note I had, and I was hoping you were thinking that too. It, it was. It was that was the total frat boy joke, and they had to throw it in there to see if anyone else got it. I will say, yes, clever, but we already had him fuck somebody in the ass. The fact that he's tossing a salad is a little mild of a joke. Yeah, it's like you just suddenly went from like NC-17 to now you're doing like PG-13 jokes. So Johnny, Kristen, and Darren pull up now and they proceed to formulate a plan. Johnny and Kristen are going to distract Turkey. And Turkey says to them, you can't kill me, assholes. I'm invincible. So there's an assholes. Take a drink. And uh, I don't know why he thinks he's invincible. Maybe the feather cloud didn't tell him (laughs) he's actually not. He didn't read the fine print. Right. So Darren sneaks in behind Turkey with a string, (laughs) like he's going to truss him for dinner, ties him up, and Turkey says something. Again, I don't know if your captioning caught this. I don't know what he says about catching a fish, and he throws an F word out there. So take a drink, fucking fish, something. Take a drink, take a shot. But what's the line exactly? There's a... Darren has a vagina joke in there and I don't know, just some crazy shit happens. I couldn't follow it all. But then Turkey tells them that book won't help you. And he tells them again, a quote, they're more retarded than Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I use it again. Okay. (laughs) The joke that keeps on giving, right? It just keeps getting funnier. Like the John Bonet joke. Yeah. It's like they got to hit us over the head with it. If we didn't get it the first time. So the three boneheads here read the demonic chant, and then they say that should have taken away Turkey's invincibility. We got him now. Turkey says, so long, suckers, and gets out of the rope and hightails it out of the teepee right quick. (laughs) (laughs) So long, suckers. Bumps immediately into Oscar and his shotgun. So I guess... The turkey got his gun from earlier elsewhere. I always assumed he got it from Oscar. Yeah, I thought like he killed Oscar and we just didn't see it. So when he comes back, I was like, oh, okay, I guess Oscar's still around. So he's got the gun right here pointed in Turkey's face. So Turkey yells, oh, fuck. (laughs) There's a shot. Take a drink. Turkey cursing. Never gets old. (laughs) (laughs) Oscar shoots him and he goes flying through the air and lands in a trash bin. We find out later, I guess it's supposed to be some kind of dumpster receptacle container. But this, in this shot, it just looks like a trash bin. In he goes. They all gather around and look in at his little dead turkey body. Oscar comes up and talks about he has now successfully avenged his dog's death. (laughs) Okay, Hermit. See you later, bro. (laughs) So Kristen, and then Kristen actually says to him, though, when he's complaining about, oh, my dog, it was so hard. She goes, yeah, that must be really hard to deal with the loss of your dog. (laughs) Your dead father who doesn't have a face is laying back in the house. You cold hearted bitch. None of the other, none of them have shown any concern over their parents. The only one that was actually worried about anybody that died was essentially Darren and Oscar. Yeah. That was it. So Oscar leaves. Darren remarks that they just killed the most demonic turkey to ever roam the face of the earth. And they all laugh like Dr. Evil. And I'm like, I guess he's the most, he's probably the only turkey that was killing people ever in history. <laughs> That we know of now. I mean, like I said, this universe, talking turkeys apparently are very common. Yeah, they're a thing. So Johnny says, well, we can't top this. So let's go to Kristen's and watch movies. 
what not let's round up our dead family members let's call the cops no let's go to Kristen's and watch movies <laughs> so at Kristen's they watch night of the living dead which i laughed because since it's a public domain movie it ends up in all horror movies everyone's always watching night of the living dead oh yeah <laughs> So we now see a pullaway shot of the bin. Turkey was thrown into glowing radioactive material. I love it. It's all glowing green. <laughs> so now back, Johnny and Kristen start making out and getting a little too close for Darren's liking. So he excuses himself, goes to the restroom and then to the kitchen to rummage through the fridge and help himself. And now they're at Kristen's house. This begs the question, where's the sheriff's dead faceless body? Are they stepping over it to yeah. get to the to the cutlets in the fridge? Like, what is happening? I, I kind of imagine that, like, you know, like maybe his jaws hanging open and they come by with a, like a bottle of beer and just crack the beer open. <laughs> <laughs> so as Darren's looking through the fridge, he gets a meat thermometer in his ass cheek <laughs> and up pops a gooey, green, glowy, gross turkey who says, you're done, bitch take a drink that's a curse so then he tackles darren to the ground this is foot and a half tall turkey pecks him to death by pulling out his heart which we don't actually see of course we see the heart fly out after the fact it's because they blew that money on like billy's death which arguably the best death scene that does that that worked it was worth the money very alien so then we see johnny and Kristen in the last four and a half minutes, immediately stopped making out, got up on the couch and fell asleep because they didn't hear Darren screaming while he was being murdered by a turkey. So, okay, so so Darren is dying, I guess. And he dreams and imagines Billy calling to him from the sky. Come home, come to me, Darren. <laughs> that was beautifully heartwarming. That was like, oh, the two lovers, because you know they were going to get together. Well, he was having sex with somebody in that car. <laughs> so Johnny and Kristen, they wake up now. Johnny goes into the kitchen, finds Darren's dead body. And I, I'm not sure what was said here. I didn't catch it again. Captioning's bad. Turkey says some quip. He jumps up. He has an electric knife that he got from somewhere. And he starts doing Johnny in, in the stomach with this electric knife doesn't look bad doesn't look good yeah i was just kind of meh it was like uh it kind of made me roll my eyes i was like okay I, turkey carving the dude ha ha i get it you know Kristen comes running in punches turkey <laughs> grabs johnny with the electric knife in his stomach dragging the cord and they run out of the house the cord just goes boop, right out of the wall and they run outside. <laughs> so they run into this shed that's out back. Turkey comes running in. Kristen uses an aerosol can and a lighter to flame the turkey, to which he responds, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink. And then as he's burning, she lights his ass up. You can hear him yelling, my fucking feathers are melting. <laughs> Take a drink. Oh, they had to get in as many curse words as they could. I just, I lost it at that point. I was like, <laughs> oh. So Johnny and Kristen say they love each other. I roll. And then Johnny keels over dead with the electric knife in his stomach. <laughs> Kristen picks up a baseball bat, 
hits Turkey so hard that his still flaming little body flies all the way across the yard and lands perfectly on the middle of a giant wooden pyre just sitting there waiting to be lit to burn him at the stake. And the whole thing catches fire. Just glorious, right? Just goes up in flames. It was a great scene. And he yells, ah, it fucking burns. (laughs) Take a shot. (laughs) So there we have the drinks. That's 15 shots in an hour. Oh, yeah. You're probably on the floor. If you're not dead, (laughs) good on you. (laughs) Speaking of dead, we assume Turkey's done for because Kristen is now standing in front of the fire eating a cooked drumstick. Which was like, where the hell did that come from? (laughs) Yes, explain that to me. And then while she's standing there chomping on this, Oscar pops back up into frame out of nowhere and says, well done. I see what you did there. (laughs) And then she says, yeah, I know. And tosses the drumstick onto the fire and they walk away. (sighs) But we're we're not over though. The movie's not over yet. Oh no. Cut two. Random family sitting around a table about to eat their Thanksgiving dinner. One idiot, I don't know what this guy, he looks like he's 30, wearing a turkey hat, one of those big oversized. Somebody even says to him, why are you wearing that? And he's like, something about I love turkeys or I love Thanksgiving. And it's like, (laughs) what? That's a perfectly legitimate excuse to look like an ass. (laughs) Even if that is the case, and you're the one asshole that walks around the house in that hat, you take it off at the table. So they bow their heads to pray. The cooked turkey from the middle of the table sits up, and we hear Turkey's voiceover saying, do I smell a sequel? Fade to black. And then we see to be continued in space, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Roll credits. The end. Oh, so many thoughts. Um, Other than what the fuck did I just watch? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I mean, like one of the things like at the end was that popped in my head was, so you just walked up to this burning turkey on this pyre. This family randomly grabs this turkey to take home for Thanksgiving. What kind of ghetto ass family? We're just going to stop and pick up a fucking turkey on the road that's cooking. It was free and I'm guessing already cooked. (laughs) So there you go. Bonkers. It is one of the worst movies, but at the same time, one of the best worst movies I've ever seen. It was apparently loved by a lot of people. So it's got a good score. And then now we will segue into three questions to discuss a little further. Are you ready? Let's go. Question one. Were you aware of adaptations and sequels? And did you see any of them? Um, I, uh, I was aware of thanks killing three. I do not do not recall ever watching it. If I did, I must've like psychically blocked it from my mind. I, I know I did look it up because I wanted to find out, okay, where the hell is Thanksgiving or thanks killing two. You wanted to know if there was a sequel. I hear you. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I think literally when I watched it, I watched it on Tubi and there's thanks killing and there's thanks killing three. And I'm like, okay, so two must be a real piece of crap if no one's caring. Right. So uh, they did skip two to immediately make three. So I did watch it, not this round, but years ago, several years ago. So I don't really remember it. However, they had a 112 and change thousand dollar budget because they did a Kickstarter campaign. Oh, and everybody who loved this one 
wanted them to make a sequel. So Thanks Killing 3 was released in 2012. It has a 0% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, nobody's probably reviewed it. And 29% audience. It went down. They felt as let down as I did. Because I remember sitting through an hour and 39 minutes and thinking to myself, wow, that was not even close. Like there's too much puppets. It's like all puppets pretty much. And it's not the tongue-in-cheek campy humor that this one was. And you are correct. Uh, There is no Thanks Killing 2 because Thanks Killing 3 opens in space as promised. (laughs) So we actually got space? So check this out. It opens on titties. (laughs) Shocker, right? And then we pull back and we see that there are two holes cut out for titties on a space suit. There's a floating astronaut chick in space. Oh. And her titties are out. And Turkey is flying through space with a laser and kills her. And then we cut to the movie. So they did prom- give us what was promised in the very two sec- first two seconds. It was in space. Oh. But the premise is, it is the quest to find the last existing copy of Thanks Killing 2. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's, I, I say, even if you love Thanks Killing, skip it. It's not so bad, it's good. It's just bad. Okay, that's one of those movies then. Just, uh, you know, again, my opinion, take it for what it's worth, but yeah. So the adaptations, though, that I'm interested in, I wish this was still a thing, they did musicals, a musical adaptation of Thanks Killing in 2013 in Seattle. What? And then 2014, 15, and 16 in various cities off-Broadway status. Damn. This existed in musical form. Okay, that would be amazing to see. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine the song and dance numbers for Gobble Gobble Motherfucker? Oh, I would. I mean, like, I want to buy just like if they release the soundtrack to that. Oh my God. I was like, what? Okay. So you weren't aware of those. Neither was I. No. I, I mean, like, I, I want to at this point, I think we need to make a commitment to all Thanks Killing fans. We need to start a petition to get this on Broadway with Nathan Lane playing the turkey. <laughs> this no, is want, my dream. I want the little kid from Adam's Family Values going, eat me oh yes in the little turkey costume that would be brilliant (laughs) take all my money now take it (laughs) take it it's that that futurama meme it's take my money (laughs) yes okay question two what other holiday you had mentioned thanksgiving didn't have a horror movie let alone a b horror movie what other holiday needs a b movie puppet filled horror movie what holiday do you think needs this treatment um Okay, before I answer that question, there was something I saw. I don't know if your research brought you to this, that before they came up with this movie, they were going to do an Easter one. Did you see that? I did not because in my notes, in big, bold letters, it says, Rabid Peter Cottontail. (laughs) We need an Easter film like this. So no, Uh, I did not stumble across that because that was my idea. It was, uh, let's see, say they tossed around an Easter idea called Extra, I cannot pronounce that. It's like Extra the Kill. That's bizarre. It is, it is like a weird, uh, I don't know what. Extrava. Extrava Kill. Thank you. It's throwing me off because it's got eggs. Eggs. So I'm like trying to read that. I'm like, how the hell do you read that bloody word? But that was, that was an original idea that they had. I would have said Easter as well. And then I discovered that there is a movie about a giant killer Easter bunny. (laughs) 
Um, yes, but it's not the same as the puppet. And it's not the same. I'm trying to think what would be the one that I would like to see that would be a good holiday, especially an underrepresented holiday. Oh, I mean, we do have Leprechaun, but he's not a puppet. Oh, Valentine's Day. Can you a picture a stuffed cartoon heart going around and cutting out people's hearts? Make it look exactly like the old Disney cartoons with the big white mitten hands and the, the <laughs> big like a doe eyes looking thing. Oh, that would be amazing. I am on board for that. Hollywood, write that movie. And the Easter one too, really. I mean, oh. this, could, this could be a franchise thing. See, that would be great because you got the, what is it, Peter Cottontail, rabid Peter Cottontail. Mine could be called Heart to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> and they all have to have like a totem that you have to get off of them and then you got to say a chant. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you can get the same filmmakers, you can do like a, uh, a MCU version of like this holiday themed puppet horror universe. Oh my God. All right. Question three. So I'm going to go first. 15 seconds on the clock. And I'm going to go first. I'll read you mine. I want to know a list of things that are smarter than Allie. <laughs> and here's my list. And I'm starting the timer now. A brick. Seaweed. A constantly fooled baby with peekaboo. Jar Jar Binks. Lava. A crisp pile of fall leaves. A smart TV. And Ramon. Time's up. Okay. Now, give me the list of things that are smarter than Allie. You have 15 seconds. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, let's go. Go. A broken Super Nintendo, a stuffed Garfield, a box of Fruity Pebbles, a roller skate, a remote control, a Pez dispenser, a pile of dog crap. And stop. I don't, oh, did I get all 15? We have compiled a perfect list of things smarter than Allie. <laughs> Oh, yours were fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right. That is going to wrap up our discussion on Thanksgiving. Unless you've got anything else I, I missed or you want to add. The only thing else I can add is that uh, after this, I'm probably going to go into some serious therapy. <laughs> Just make sure that your therapist isn't a turkey wearing a human face. <laughs> All right. That, that is now officially now. Closing the book on Thanksgiving. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. If anybody wants to check this out. Please talk to your doctor beforehand. <laughs> right. If anybody's interested in watching this, it is currently free, which is how we watched it, on Tubi, also on Pluto TV and Vudu. So lots of free options. Don't pay for it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't waste the money. <laughs> So that is going to wrap up our first official episode together as co-hosts. I want to thank you, Drive-In Dave, for joining me today. I hope this was a roaring good time for you. Oh, this is the best first episode of being a co-host <laughs> that I could ask for. Wunderbar. <laughs> All right, listeners, stay tuned for the tags at the end. We want to interact with you on social media, so please jump on there. Let us know your thoughts and feelings about Thanksgiving, as well as things you would like us to cover in the future. And until next time, goodbye. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker.
Hey listeners, Movie Miss here saying we know you have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts, so we want to thank you so much for listening to ours. Please make sure to find us on our socials and join us. Be part of our Bad Movie Conversations. We would love to laugh and chat with you. We're on Twitter. Our username is at Gobble Podcast. That's G-O-B-B-L-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We also have a Facebook page. We have a Let's Talk Turkeys discussion group page on Facebook as well. We're on Instagram at Let's Talk Turkeys. And of course, you can always email us direct at Let's Talk Turkeys at yahoo.com. That's Let's Talk Turkeys, all one word, at yahoo.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.